Hey friend, welcome to Friday, April 21st. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. You made it through another week and uh, we have been investigating Psalm 77. So I thank you for joining me. Just a quick reminder, first of all, to join us in church Sunday at 9 or 1045 at Emmanuel or online. And then secondly, that I'm going to take a short break, Enough for Today break on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're going to pick it up, resume on Thursday in Psalm 77 where we leave off today. So just make a mental note of that and catch your breath a little bit next week and rejoin me on Thursday. So Psalm 77, verses 1, 2, and 3, the psalmist says he just ran to God and it didn't seem to make a difference. Um, In fact, verses uh, 3, he says, I remembered God and my trouble seemed to grow. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Verses 4, he's talking to God, and 5, um, and 6, and it doesn't seem to be making a difference, but it's deep, dark, internal angst and consternation. And the psalmist is giving us a real private view of internal doubts and strugglings that, for the moment, God doesn't seem to be um, answering or responding to. He's losing sleep, he's staying up through the night, he's crying out to God, he's going through a lot of deep personal pain. And uh, it seems in the moment he's lost sight of God and he doesn't understand why there's not some sort of intervention or immediate resolution or help. And so now we pick it up in verse 7. Verse 6, my spirit made diligent search. Now listen to these questions that are real and raw and brutal. uh, And yet they're in a sense rhetorical because the psalmist is writing them down in prayer. So even as he's writing them, he knows that He knows the answer to them, and yet he feels these questions. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. Now, I want you to just take a look at verses 7, 8, and 9. And I want you to hear these questions and realize these are the real wonderings of a soul in anguish. Wondering where is God? These real doubts come to our minds. These real experiences. This feels like God has cast me off, that he's withheld his favor, that his mercy is over, that his promises are letting me down, that he's forgotten his grace, that his anger has swallowed up his tender mercy it feels hopeless it feels like there's no tomorrow it feels like you could reach out and the darkness is never going to end okay but remember god inspired these words this is the word of god to you and to me this is god giving you permission to bring these complaints to him to bring your searching troubled soul to him even when it's so dark that You don't feel him, sense him, experience him, and there just seems to be no breaking light into the darkness. Now, I want you to look at verse 10. And I said, this is my infirmity. Now, the word infirmity is my illness, my weakness, my faintingness, uh, my woundedness. The, The psalmist is saying, this is making me sick. Okay, the not just the pain that I'm going through, 
but the perception that God doesn't care. The pain, there, there's two problems that have materialized here, and I want you to see that. The, pro, the first problem is whatever the psalmist is going through. The second problem is the hopeless, despairing sense that God isn't intervening or that God has abandoned him. So the, the pain and then the doubts are the secondary pain. The pain itself and then the doubts are creating really doubling the problem, okay? And it's, it's a very real place that we all come to at times and that God understands. And he's, he's saying, this is making me sick. But look at the colon. And then you'll see in the King James, the but I will remember, those three words are in italics, which means the translators inserted them for clarity of thought flow. Um, they're essentially trying to accomplish a dynamic equivalence because um, the literal rendering is, this is my infirmity, the years of the right hand of the Most High. But the sense of the psalm, the poem, the song, is, but I will remember, in contrast to that, the sickness that I'm bearing and that it's making me sick, this experience, I will, in spite of this, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. What is this? The psalmist knows the way out of these woods is to look back and to remember I've been through similar seasons before. I've been through times that were questioning and hard and difficult, but the right hand. Now, the, the, the concept of the right hand is always strength, okay? Now, I'm left-handed, so that's different for me, but in, in an ancient context, the right hand is uh, the hand of strength, the hand of assistance, the power of God coming to my aid, coming to my defense, intervening on my behalf. I'm going to remember the years that God's right hand was active, that God's help was visible, sensible, sensory, experiential, that it was there, the right hand of the Most High. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to, what he's, what he's doing, and he's going to do this again in verse 11, we'll pick it up next week, what he's doing is he's, he's essentially preaching to his soul. Soul, um, you will remember these things. Soul, this is how you feel. This is what you're experiencing. These are the questions you want to ask. These are the cl- complaints you want to air to God. But soul, you're going to remember how God brought you through. You're going to remember the love, the provision, the protection, the presence of God, his right hand coming to your aid in years past. Soul, remember, okay? So the psalmist is preaching to his soul. And this is a powerful, powerful practice. Look back at the times you've been through similar seasons and you remember that God brought you through. And so though you don't know where he is, In this darkness, this present darkness, you remember feeling this way before and coming through it. So you learn how to frame this experience in the providence of God. Hold that thought. Have a great weekend. We'll pick it up next week on Thursday. We'll see you then.